Hy-V is excited to sponsor the debut season of the SDR Triple Option Podcast and a proud supporter of the Spencer High School Tiger football team. Shop Hy-V for all your tailgating needs this season. That's Hy-V on Grand Avenue in Spencer. As long as it's not like what it was at Lamar's, which was not grass. Oh, That was was a World War I trench. um, You're tuned to the SDR Triple Option Podcast from the Spencer Daily Reporter. Let our local voices get you ready for the weekend of football ahead. In episode 19, the guys welcome Spencer High School head coach Jim Ty to talk the 2018 Tiger season, touch on what to watch for in 2019, go in-depth with Notre Dame, and close the show with the NFL and TJ's Top 5. Please sit back and enjoy the SDR Triple Option Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to the SDR Triple Option Podcast. I am Randy Cothran, joined in studio by Nate Shaughnessy. Hey, Randy, guess who the Raiders signed today? Uh, who, who? The most prolific quarterback in NFL history mm. at throwing interceptions, Mr. Nathan Peterman. Great first name, <laughs> terrible arm. <laughs> well, glad glad to have him on board. That's that's a wonderful can only the Raider fan. The Oakland Raiders. <laughs> the Raiders. And, of course, T.J. Murphy. Uh, me and Shag Nasty playing hurt today. Uh, Nader tweaked his back in the gym today. It's a touch. It's a trap. And uh, at lunch today, I spilled spaghetti sauce on my pants. So uh, we're going to try and get through it here. We're playing hurt. <laughs> I enjoyed a nice afternoon nap after our uh, Christmas uh, lunch in here. So yeah, We, we should have called you earlier, Coach. Our, our bad. We had a nice little lunch today. Really? <laughs> Tour of Italy. Speaking of Coach, Jim yeah, Ty. Say, jump into we'll, it. We'll go ahead and introduce him while he's sitting here. Coach Jim Ty, the Spencer Tigers, joining us in studio this week and uh, uh, talk a little football, which he certainly knows plenty about. TJ, you look like you're going to say something there. You, he always you does. Just, he's just cocking his jaw like he's ready to, spoke, to speak. I thought he had something to say. But, Less uh, of me is a good thing. So, But Coach <laughs> Ty joining us in the studio. And Coach, uh, first of all, on behalf of the uh, podcast, it's a fantastic season. Uh, we were thrilled to be able to uh, – we, 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 so we felt – in our hearts that we played a part of that because we launched our inaugural podcast season right. this year when you guys had such a good year, so we thought we had the good karma. Hype train. Right, we could over. feel it on Friday nights. Oh, I, knew it. It. Yes. I knew it. It was like, it was just pushing us through. I don't know if you, you noticed or not, but they actually chanted for Nate. Is that Shag Nasty. I, I imagine he was occupied own, at the time. Oh, shit. Probably not have heard it. Might have been a little focused on the game. But <laughs> it did happen. even happened in, uh, where were we? On the road. Humble. 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 It's pretty loud. Of course, they were cheering for everything in Humble. They were cheering for the cheerleaders of Humble. They were dance team, everything. They yeah, were they great. went for it. Our student section was great this year. And that was one of the funner games to see this year. That game was fantastic. The Humble game? Yeah, that was yeah. awesome. That was a big win because we haven't had a lot of success there. So... Uh, it was nice, and it, it was. It felt just like the other Humboldt games for a while there, where we just, you know, you just couldn't pull away. And, mm-hmm. um, but it was at halftime. I was I was pretty tense, but the guys came out and played well. I, I loved it too. Their first play of the second half, halfback pass, and then Griff's yeah. like, "Nah, that's not going to work." Yeah, that <laughs> was kind of when the momentum really changed, and we kind of got control of everything from there. So t- tell us a little bit about it. coming into the season. Um, you know, a lot of people did not know a lot about the kids on the field. We had a mm-hmm. couple of kids that we knew what they could do. Yeah. Uh, you know, Story coming back after his All-State year the year before uh, as a pass defender. And uh, there was a lot of talent out there. We didn't know how it was all going to gel. And we had some new faces in the mix after having two years of a quarterback yeah. who's gone now. How, how did you feel about the team coming into the year? I was pretty optimistic, and I liked the leadership, and I, I just liked the tone of everything. You know, we had a good summer. 
Um, but yeah, I was. It, we were all clueless a little bit. You know, you don't know what you're going to get with the quarterback situation, and we didn't know who the starter was until about oh, probably a week before. Um, uh, probably the week of our, our Gatorade scrimmage, we made the decision or so. And it really, what it came down to is they both did a really good job all summer. They were both neck and neck, and we and I, I said it many times we could win with either one of them. But we felt that. Um, we could play Chase on defense at his position and leave him there at linebacker where he's played for two previous years. And uh, Gage, um, we could we we had people that could play in the secondary, and if needed he could go in there. But it wasn't as uh, physical at playing at corner where he played, and or even at safety if needed. And, and so that was kind of the tiebreaker, I guess, in our minds is that. If if Chase was quarterback, he wasn't going to be able to play inside linebacker. It just was. It's it's so physically demanding to play, you know, an option quarterback position. So, and, and he totally understood and he took it really well. And he was all about what was best for the team. And he still really wanted to play linebacker. So that was a big question going in. And then our backfield. You know, I knew Isaiah Spencer would do a great job because he played a lot the year before. And um, our AC backs, Isaac Pingle and then uh, Griffin Garnett's played enough last year. They rotated in that I knew our experience would be good there. So thought we had a pretty solid line. And then defensively, I thought our secondary was going to be really good at linebacker. But didn't know, you know, some of the depth was the question. At the end of the season, how did you feel about the – I mean, you guys have had some success yeah. over the years. Then we kind of went yeah. through a down yeah. period there for a while. How did you feel about the team overall at the end of the season? I, I was very happy because I felt they got better each week. And, you know, we started that first game off with Spirit Lake, and I think we're all disappointed we didn't play better. We didn't play terrible, but we didn't play as well as I thought we could. And, you know, we kind of had two plays that really defined that game right at the end of the half and then to start the second half. And, and you know, they played well. And um, But I was really pleased we went to Webster City and didn't start off very well, but then the, flip, or the switch kind of flipped and we kind of got things going again, you know going for the season. I shouldn't say going again because we didn't have it going yet. But from that point <laughs> on, we kind of uh, played what I thought how we how we potentially could. And, and we just got better each week. And, you know, a guy like Kyle Moroney, for example, at corner, you know, he went from being maybe somebody we, you know, he played last year as a uh, as a sophomore. And he had moments, but he also had some, you know, sophomore moments too. And, and then, but every week he got better and better to the point where, you know, people would throw at him a lot because they want to stay away from Michael, but he he, he matched up well and he got to, you know, so we were very confident in what he was doing and I'm excited what he can do next year. I was going to say, Coach, I thought he was, him and Jake Dorn, I thought were your two most improved players throughout yeah. the year. Yeah, I think that's a that's a very good uh, statement. I mean, I can mm, they were that, so. They played really well near the end and your pass defense was outstanding near the end of the season. Yeah, it really was. And, um, you know, Michael, uh, Maybe didn't get it stat-wise. Didn't look as good uh, because he didn't have eight interceptions. But nobody threw at him until probably the sergeant. The first sergeant bluff game is when you know we started seeing. Yeah, how'd that go? How'd that go, yeah. Daniel? Yeah. Right? Quick yeah. regret. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he had one against. Uh, I mean, who was after sergeant bluff? Lamar's. He had a. Not, yeah, yeah. He did. He had an interception down uh, towards their end, and uh, and then he had one against Heelan. So yeah, he when people started throwing at him, he he produced. Yeah, it was it was fantastic. Matter of fact, a lot of times in the car, we would, or even as we were sitting in the stands, that we got the other team. We knew the other team was going to have to start throwing because they were starting to fall behind, and we just kind of look at each other and go, "Well, that's not going to work." Yeah. You know, of all the things they can do, throwing us throwing at this group is not what you want to. Especially have to do. our front seven coming after them. Yeah. <laughs> that well, good. and you you feel good when you see you know your two corners are as tall as I mean six two, and I think Kyle Maroney's probably close to that too, and. Um, 
you know, I, I think it's just a good matchup situation. And um, and then Griffin at free safety, he did a fantastic job last year. He played all that, and so it was he. Had, he was he had a lot of experience, even though he was only a junior. How, have you ever had an athlete like Story before that could go up and get that ball? Like, I mean, there were times this year when he would just scale and hit that ball at the high yeah. point. I mean, you look at that first pick against Sergeant Pluff, and it like, it was like the pass was to him, frankly. Yeah. He was just like, I'll just go get it. Well, and that's what that I really I thought he really improved in that area at wide receiver, too, of going up and getting the ball at the highest point as mm-hmm. opposed to, you know, letting that ball come to you. And, and uh you know, I, I, I don't know if I have. I mean, I think about Kyle Fitch about 10 years ago. He was pretty good at that. Um, but, uh, you know, the other thing that helps is that he is as big as he is. He's a big big frame. And, yeah. And I think, and the, you know, opponents see that, and they their receivers go out there, and they, they see that kind of size. I think that's really advantageous. And on our offense, though, those receivers, they got a block. And mm-hmm. I thought your receivers did a yeah, really did. good job of blocking. Yeah, they do. And they know, they know that. They have to be very unselfish. When their time comes to uh, get a pass thrown to them, it's usually for a pretty good-sized chunk or it's, a, it's kind of a, uh, ch- to move the chains in a first-down situation. But, you know, Michael blocked well. Uh, Kyle Maroney does. And we knew uh, um, Jacob Dor- Doran uh, blocks well because, he did, you know, he did as a sophomore, you know, so – um, all those guys would rotate in and do a good job. And, and uh, the freshman, uh, uh, Petzenhauser, he blocked really I mean, I was yeah. shocked at what a good blocker he was. So he was not afraid to get physical at all as, as a freshman. What do you think his ceiling is moving forward? Mm, I don't know. I mean, It's, it's scary to think about, well, isn't it? it? You know, it kind of depends. Yeah, I'm sure his dad hopes he keeps growing, too, you know, right. height-wise. Yeah. Uh, uh, but even for us, if he doesn't grow another inch, he's still going to be a very, very special player as, you know, as, as he keeps continuing because he can jump so high. But I'm sure he is going to probably keep growing. So um, I don't know. It's, exciting to, it's an exciting thing to think about. At what point did you know you were like, well, this is the first freshman I'm going to put on a varsity team? Well, this summer during uh, our strength and conditioning, we do you know, speed drills and so forth, and we really started noticing he could jump. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then he started noticing. It. We do some sprinting work, and he was hanging right up there with uh, Isaiah Spencer. Jeez. And uh, so we're like, "Wow, he! I think he can run too." But he he doesn't look quite as fast because his strides are longer. Mm-hmm. And then it was only met in preseason. You know, he, we we were trying to get his feet wet, and then he'd go back over and play quarterback with the freshman. And then we bring him over for defense, and we just giving him little, you know, spoonfuls of this and that, and then. Uh, but we knew he, he was getting better, every, not every week, every practice he was getting better. Mm-hmm. And he's very smart and has a good head for the game. And, and uh, so we knew it was only a matter of time. And, and we didn't want to overdo it. Um, so that's why, you know, he played, focused mainly on defense to start with. And then as the season went on, we knew he was a great option to have. So they couldn't uh, double cover Michael, especially right. after that Humboldt game. We knew people were going to really focus on him. Hey, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we'll visit with Coach Ty a little bit about what's going on here during the offseason to keep the guys thinking about football and getting their bodies trained for next season. And there's a train coming by. Great timing. Sounds like a big oh, I'm sorry. train. <laughs> going two and a half miles an hour as they do through Spencer. <laughs> so, born 80 times. <laughs> so the train's coming by. We're going to take a break. We'll be back. And we'll also talk a little Notre Dame football. We'll return with more SDR Triple Pop podcast after. After the break. Yeah, we have a show. We'll be back. Southern Archery has been Spencer's go-to outdoor outfitter for more than 40 years. We carry the largest selection of handguns and long guns in the area and can help prepare you for the fall hunting season 
with new guns and bows or repairs to your existing equipment. Visit Southern Archery in South Spencer today. For over 40 years, Northwest Iowa bone, joint, and sports surgeons have been providing state-of-the-art orthopedic care right here in your backyard. Our physicians and staff are here to help you get back into the game by offering everything from sports medicine to total joint replacement, as well as hand and foot surgery. Visit us on the web at nwiabone.com. Whether you're out with the family or catching a game with the guys, the sports page has the food, drink, and televisions to make the evening for you. And don't miss out on our daily specials. Visit the sports page in South Spencer. Grab a seat. The game's on. Exact Eye Care of Spencer is a full-service optometric office and optical. With the latest technology, doctors Joni Brewer and Jessica Curran are able to provide comprehensive eye care. Their team of opticians provides nearly 40 years of combined experience in the eyewear field. From comprehensive eye exams to full-service optical, they have you covered. Most major insurance accepted. Exact Eye Care of Spencer, 712-262-3982. Exactly what you need, exactly what you want. Hey, we're back with more SDR Triple Option Podcast. In studio with me right now, it's Nate Shaughnessy. How are we doing? TJ Murphy. Randy, we've got some more festive holiday names oh, right before yeah, Christmas. Okay. I forgot. Here I'm we sorry, go. We should have released Coach Ty before this, but uh, no, he's going to lead into Oh, yeah. Okay. He's going to like some of these, I think. We're going to start off in the world of basketball. How many do we have? Oh, God. More than you need. More than we need. Okay. We, all right. Go on. 25. Uh, Ricardo, keep going. <laughs> yeah. Nerland's Noel. Um, you should have sang it. One of your players, Coach Angel De Leon. Oh. Or if you don't like the angel on top of the tree, we'll go Bart Starr. <laughs> Pat Mahomes for the holidays. Not one of your players, Bart Starr. We're going to go Michael, yeah, Michael, a Christmas story. Okay, yeah, there yeah, we go. Yeah, yeah. Now, now this is probably much better than the Thanksgiving more, edition. We're, and we're going to bring back a couple from uh, Thanksgiving. Uh-oh. Ryan for Christmas Milam. Ryan Vermolm. Yeah, I gotcha. And then we're gonna go. <laughs> we're, we're gonna go Sam Baker and Cake Salt and Pepperin. Uh, those are good, right? No, he was, no, he was doing so good until oh, those were good. It's horrible, That's terrible. Cake Salt and come on. I love Cake Salt and I'm a big fan, but uh, Salt and Pepperin does not work there. Uh, that one's better for Thanksgiving. Yeah, well, we've got uh, a couple more breaks. I'll get through them all here. <laughs> all, right. all right. Okay, that's that's okay. Got to digest those and move on to the next one. We're also joined in studio, unfortunately for Coach, by Jim Ty right now. Because <laughs> he has to endure those. The, uh, you did so good at the beginning. The first ones were great, and then it just... <laughs> but trust me, Coach. I've bring got, back old ones. No! <laughs> I've got some more. But there were Spencer Tigers. I'm bringing those back. Well, those are Tiger players. Should've, I'm bringing those back. Should have adjusted them. Okay. There's only so much you can do. So, Coach... There's only so much you can do. Speaking about football... Uh, what are the guys doing now? How are you guys keeping them mentally engaged? A lot of them are involved in basketball, yeah. wrestling, and moved on to their other sports. But obviously, you still want them yeah. physically staying in shape. And uh, yeah, I do, we encourage them to get out for sport, other sports. We don't want them just to be football players. We want them to be athletes. But um, you know, uh, it's rare that kids are going out for a sport every season. I know there are not many four-sport athletes. Michael Story would be one of the few, and um, I think the Garnett's boys. Mm, no, the Garnett's boys are not out three. for spring sport. Yeah, they're yeah. three. So uh, the ones that are not out, 
the, we call them the uh, out-of-season athletes. They're supposed to get in the weight room three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and they have two options. They can come in at 6.15. Um, yeah, I hear you on that one. <laughs> there's you nothing pansy, like, Shaughnessy. There's nothing like, I don't like mornings. There's nothing like a Monday morning to go, go out to the car and it's dark out when you when you get to school and it's and dark cold. out when you dark leave. And yeah. cold this yeah. time of year. Yeah, I tell myself, I, I even said this, I, after the healing game, and it was a lot of fun to watch the kids on the field, you know, after the game. And so I said, this is why you... Do, in, in the middle of February, you get up and, and do the things you do, but it's a lot easier to, easier to convince myself that night than it is in February. But, <laughs> um, but they go, they can go at six fifteen, or in the, or the or the other options after school. And uh, Coach Berkey is there, and uh, he's there actually Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday morning, and I'm there Monday, and then he's there after school with me. I'm, I'm there with him Monday and. Uh, before and after school. He's there Tuesday morning. I do not go Tuesday morning. And then we're both there, both shifts on Wednesday. Then we're both there Friday morning, and then I do Friday afternoon by myself. And so we always have it covered that way, and he designs everything. He's kind of like the, the man. He designs the whole program, does a fantastic job. I think we have the best uh, strength coach in the state, and we've got a great facility. And um, what I love is, you know, he, he doesn't just – get on the internet and throw a workout together. He, he does it through experience and he bounces it off other coaches. He, he actually contacts uh, Chris Doyle at the University of Iowa and, and runs our workouts by him and gets advice and, and all those things. So he re, he's constantly researching and tweaking things. And so that's what our off-season guys are doing. And then the in-season kids are playing their sport, but they are uh, um, they're in most cases lifting twice a week. So the wrestlers come in twice a week, the basketball players come in twice a week, and so forth. And and uh, so uh, that's what we want to keep them doing. And and we'll do a little more agility work with the out-of-season kids, you know, whether it be some plyometrics over hurdles and, and that kind of thing. But the in-season guys are just kind of coming in and getting their, they're getting that in their practice and in their sport. So they're uh, they're just getting getting in and getting their lift done. And uh, so that's kind of what we do. And then you know then we hit spring, and a lot of kids go out for track or soccer and kind of the same thing. And and in the summer we get really uh, busy with um, uh, either the kids are out for baseball or they're coming three times a week, and then we do a lot more speed agility because we have more access to facilities. A lot of, a lot of uh, something I don't think a lot of fans know is that your quarterbacks and running backs are meeting what, two, three times a week, twice, morning, a week. twice yeah. a week in the during morning. the summer, all summer long, early, yeah. like seven a.m. wake up time, yeah. and they're they're working on just a lot of it's footwork. Yeah. Well, at first we bring in the quarterbacks uh, for the first few weeks, and we're just getting our footwork down. And you know, uh, a Gage Garnett, for example, it doesn't take very long. It takes him about four reps, and he's right back where he was, you know. And but we, we work. At, Coach McGaffin comes with me too, and he works a lot with their throwing motion and that kind of thing. And, and then we'll start bringing the running backs in probably third week of June or so. And but we go. We start at 6:30, and we usually go till about 8:15, 8:30. And, uh, and it takes some definite commitment because some of those kids play baseball, so they go from that. Then they usually have time to go to something to eat, and then they go to baseball practice or batting practice. They have a game or whatever, so um, they're busy. Yeah. You yourself, Coach, have you started watching tape back from last year? No, what I usually do, uh, if I do anything now, it's more for the enjoyment factor if I'm bored. You know, I, I, <laughs> That's I'll, a good season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll throw a game in and just watch it. But I usually start the start of the fourth quarter of the school year, which is usually, it seems like it's always during March Madness, mid-March, around St. Patrick's Day, I take one game a week 
and, uh, and I'll sit down for you know in the evening. By the time I can actually sit and focus on it, it's, you know, 8:30 or 9 o'clock. So I'll spend maybe half hour, 45 minutes a night, and I'll try to do a quarter a night, and so I knock off a game a week, and, and then I'm uh, by May I got by the end of the school year I have all the games through and. That's one thing off my list for the summer. You take notes when you do that, too. Yeah, what I do is I look just mainly at the uh, – when we're on offense and how teams align on us, and I look at the end zone shot, and I just I just write, I chart out each play and where they aligned on us each play. And what, what's amazing about this, and I know this firsthand, is Coach Ty is a family like I do, so it's kind of like a human circus around yeah. there, that there's people flying around the house and swinging off yeah. of things. And so the idea that you get some time to actually sit down and – uh, watch game film yeah. and you can really focus on it. It's pretty amazing because it's a, uh, a lot like my place where there's a lot of action going on and things going on all well, the and time. You, so. And you've got to be able to just deal with the chaos, I guess. Well, and half the time, the chaos at his house is my kids over there. So oh, no. it's, it's <laughs> a lot of chaos going on at his house with my out yeah. kids over there. But uh, he's been, he's been, He hasn't been around me as much lately because the Packers <coughs> have been uh, <laughs> playing well. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's hiding out. Yeah. So he doesn't hear about it. So. Looking ahead to uh, next year, obviously you move on from some linemen. What do you? But every year it seems to me that the Tiger offensive and defensive lines are are just big dudes yeah. um, that just reload. Even if we don't know who's going to be there necessarily yeah. going into the year, who are you looking at to just fill big roles up front? Well, you, you know, Brady Schlager, of course, on offense obviously is our is. only returning starter. But you know, Ethan Hyder played a lot mm -hmm. and. He started the first four games and did a, just a great job. And his, mm -hmm. he was getting better every game until Richard Rodriguez got back. And um, so he's got experience. And then uh, Javier uh, Mendez is, mm -hmm. you know, he 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 went in and got some quality reps, and he, he's coming along. And then you know, I've got there's a bunch of kids that are juniors to be that are going to push for time. Is and, uh, Freeman back next year? Yes, and he well we hope so. Right yeah, now he's on he's on yeah. schedule to have that knee, and he was going to be one of our starting guards. Yeah. You know, until he got hurt the week of Spirit Lake. So. Um, He'd be it'd be a great bonus to have him back and, and playing and and uh, you know there's there's a lot of these guys that are working hard and you just don't know how they're you know Seth Kinnor and Maverick Warburton and um, uh, you know all these guys are these young guys are going to push for for playing time so and you bring back a lot of your uh, defense especially in the back seven you know set all your defensive backfield except for that third team all state punter yeah. we have to uh, yeah. have to replace him yeah i had to get that in there yeah, <laughs> yeah so yeah we'll have to we have our one we have a corner and a free safety back our other corner we'll have to replace and um, we have uh, what we call safeties but some people call them outside linebackers we have Carter Pessenhauser back and we we'll have to replace Jacob Duran we we'll have to replace Chase Huff but you're always going to have that every year i mean mm -hmm. everybody does and I like the core core guys that we have coming back, and I like the guys that the guy the positions that we're really going to need guys to come in. We've got guys working very hard, and it's just going to take some experience. You know, I don't think we'll be as physically imposing coming off a bus. You yeah. know, but I think we can be very athletic, and that's what we need. You know, that's we run the offense we run because historically we haven't had huge linemen. This this past year we had pretty big linemen, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, that's why we kind of did it, and it's a bonus if we get some guys that are bigger. But Hey, we're going to take another break. I'm actually going to say uh, STR Triple Option Podcast without stuttering over it. Nailed it. Out. And we're going to come back and talk college football as we're closing in on the uh, football playoffs, guys. Get excited. Coach, uh, Coach Ty here with us. We're going to talk about that Notre Dame-Clemson game coming up, which should be huge. And uh, that'll, that'll be a big conversation here after the break. 
Do you think car payments have gotten out of reach for you to get a new car? Have you considered leasing? Typically, lease payments are considerably less than conventional loans. Check us out. We are Don Pearson Ford at DonPearsonFord.net or give us a call at 712-262-5750. Stop in at Brown's Shoe Fit. We have a shoe for every occasion, whether you're looking for a shoe to run in, work in, or just something casual. Every day we look forward to helping you find the perfect pair for any purpose or occasion. That's Brown's Shoe Fit in downtown Spencer. The flooring specialists at Mr. B's give their educated advice to help each customer find their perfect flooring. At Mr. B's Flooring, there's always an exceptional selection of flooring products, and you can be sure that your visit is friendly and personal. Free estimates, delivery, and installation services available. Call 712-580-4400. Make a tire or auto repair appointment today. Graham Tire of Spencer proudly serves Spencer and the Iowa Great Lakes. We feature tires that fit your needs and budget from top quality brands. We also pride ourselves on being your number one choice for any auto repair. Let us earn your business. Call Graham Tire today, 712-262-3700. Hey, we're back with our SDR Triple Option Podcast. Randy Cawthon here with you. Nate Shaughnessy. Hey, everybody. DJ Murphy. Jack Ham, that was quick. Very nice. And, of course, our guest in studio this week, Coach Jim Ty. Just say hi, Jim. Oh, hi. Okay, very good to say. So, I could have loaned you a name to say, Coach, if you wanted yeah. me to. Like Priest Holmes. There you go. Uh, no. Okay. no. Once again. No. Okay. No. TG, we're going to give TJ a few more shots. It is a holiday names. Um, but drop the good ones on us. Well, they all are. They're all uh, yeah, okay. Clearly they are. Hello. Uh, Riley Reef. All right. I'll give you that one. Uh, thanks to you. Mark Wiseman. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Darius Green and Red. Christmas colors. <laughs> or we could go uh, Michael Red and Green. Basketball. Uh, Darius Darius Slay, the Lions. Okay, that would work. Uh, that, one's, yeah, that one's better than. I'm gonna try and jinx you here. Le'Veon Christmas bells. Hey, that's not funny, man. Yes, it is. Still uh, made it to the title game. Don't care. Uh, Kenny home for the holidays. Yeah. Kenny well, home for the holidays. Uh, basketball player God Sham God. That's what's up. God Sham God. And finally, when you go to your uh, Christmas service to see a priest Holmes, you got to wear something. You're going to wear a gym suit and tie. Oh, yeah. I heard that but one before. Go. Okay, there you go. So that one did not surprise the coach, but yeah. that's a good Also, one. really has nothing to do with Christmas. Uh, yeah, you got to dress up to go to the Christmas service. You're going to wear a suit and tie. Sometimes you just wear a sweater. You don't go to church. <laughs> not, not often. Yeah, I don't either. So, but they're, they're dressing that's up. That's why you think Priest Holmes counts. Priest Holmes is a good one. No, it's not. <laughs> It's a yes, it homes for the holidays is just whatever. No, there's plenty of homes. Pat Mahomes for the holidays. I can't double dip here. <laughs> you have already multiple times. That's, that's Mahomes your style. I got some more that are that's just in money. Your I got some more right. that are money. Mm-mm. Hey, let's talk a little college football now with the coach in the room. Of course, coach a huge uh, Golden Dame. Domers. Yeah, Golden Domers, and they've made it into the the Final Four, the Elite. Um, 
Are you comfortable that they belong there? Absolutely. Okay. I mean, what's he gonna say? You, you can't. Well, you know, there's some people who argue because they don't have. They're not part of a big conference. I mean, they made the argument. I I honestly had a guy send me an email after I wrote a column about expanding the playoff, going like, "What? What do you see that us peons don't? Because I don't think Notre Dame should be in." No, you you can't. They haven't lost. You can't spell undefeated without ND. Ooh, Ooh, quality counter. That was money. Um. Well, Mike, I always hear that too. From yeah. I've got kids in class, and the thing is, <laughs> and they're, they're they're never ending with their comments. But the thing is, if it's if it's so easy not being in a conference, why don't more, more teams do it? Right. You know, they they schedule a uh, a nationwide schedule, and they can't help that Florida State wasn't as good this year, USC. But on going yeah. into the season, every year after yeah. year they are right. And uh, there were a few teams they didn't expect to be as good as they were, Syracuse and Northwestern. You mm-hmm. know, not that they were great, but they were top 25 teams. So uh, they don't play a conference championship, and, you know, everybody's making a big deal of that. But, you know, I guess uh, uh, Alabama made it last year and didn't play in a conference championship. So, and they won it, so I don't know. Yeah, I just, I'm just curious because there you know all the skeptics out there that have oh, yeah. an argument, but there's skeptics that will have argument for everything you throw at, right. so it really doesn't matter. And, and when Notre Dame is good, it's good for college football because all the haters come out and you know, <laughs> it gets a lot of talk going. Who yeah. is your your quarterback now? Is Ian Book? Who was at the right. beginning of the season? Uh, Brandon Wimbush. Okay, what do we? Uh, what should we know about Ian Book besides the fact that he's looked really? Your offense has looked a lot better since he's got. He's a him. lot more accurate, very accurate thrower, and and he's Wimbush was very mobile, but uh, Book is he can you know he can run that that read option as well, and I, he's just he's very athletic, and uh, Wimbush was a starter the year before, and Book came in and kind of won the bowl game for him against LSU, and then Wimbush got the start and he beat Michigan. And he actually threw for a lot of yards, but a lot of his throws were just heave it up there and hope your guy can <laughs> mm-hmm. make. And that doesn't usually, you know, go for the long run in, in college anyway. So that just kind of they, – they went kind of stagnant against some pretty mediocre teams, and then they made the change. So I have another Notre Dame question. Yeah. Uh, should have Matt Leinert, Reggie Bush back in 06, should that have been a touchdown? You did push no. him in. I think no. that's illegal. It, it was then. It's legal now, but it was right. illegal then. That's, that's, some, be, that's some bull crap. I know. That is. I did like the tactic of keeping the grass long, though, to that slow was, down yeah. Reggie Bush. That was classic. Yeah. I think we did that against Sergeant Bluff Luton this past sure. season. I, that grass looked a little long. It's a good like idea. A forest out there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got to pull out all the stops. Which I love that. that. I love that we stick with natural grass, too. I think that's awesome. You know, I think uh, it's advantageous to a point, um, as long as it's not like what it was at Lamar's, which was not grass. Oh, that, <laughs> that was a World War One trench. But, <laughs> um, the uh, but Sergeant Bluff rarely played on grass. Came to our place and played, and I think that's that's a tough adjustment. Whereas when we go and play on turf, I think we feel a lot faster. But when we played Sergeant Bluff on their field on turf, they seemed a lot faster, definitely than mm-hmm. than when we played them the first time. So. Yeah, that was superhuman speed. <laughs> the times are at least looked like it was when we were watching out there. Yeah. So, okay, quick question, uh, Mr. Uh, betting Man TJ here has got the oh, spread. Yeah. What is the what is the spread on this uh, Clemson? Well, I believe it's the Tigers by uh, two touchdowns, fourteen. Mm-hmm. I'd have to lean Irish. I mean, you don't get to thirteen and zero, and that's that's no respect. I think it's pretty rough. I mean, I think you got to pick Irish as far as gambling. Where's goes, that game but, at, Coach? Who wins? It's in Dallas. Oh, it's Jerry World. Yeah. You'll have a lot of fans there. That's for damn sure. Yes, they will. And uh, it's 3 o'clock our time on Saturday the 29th. And it's going to be... Will you be one of the fans there? I looked into it. (laughs) Uh, 
I, I thought about bringing my two boys because you could almost drive to Dallas. And it was around for really, really bad seats where you'd be watching the game on the Jumbotron. Oh, it was around 210, 220, which I didn't think was outrageous. And uh, but then I thought, I got a new TV for Christmas early. <laughs> and uh, I'd be watching basically right. the TV. And you, and you won't be paying $20 for a hot dog. Right. So and I went four or six years ago was it when they, were, they played Alabama in the national championship game. It was a BCS thing. My dad, who is still coaching at St. Ed's, there is a um, donor to St. Ed's, and he also donates a lot to Iowa State. A uh, very generous man. He invited my dad down to the game with his get, with a guest, and I got to be the guest. So I got to go to that game. Oh, no I way. sat on the 50-yard line, and it was a great experience until the game started. But, <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. but it was exhausting. You know, you go down, you go through all and I almost think I'll just enjoy it better if I just sit in my... Have you been to Notre Dame Stadium? Yeah, many times. I went This year I went to the Florida State game. Oh. So I went on that. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I went. We drove. My, my younger son and I went on a Friday. We stayed in Michigan City, which is about 30 minutes from there. We get up. And my brother is in Notre Dame. He went to grad school there. And he met us. And, uh, and the game didn't start till 730. Our banquet was on Sunday night. So it wasn't good planning. The game got over. I don't know what time it was. And, and we did gain an hour coming back. But we drove all the way through the night. And... Uh, so I drove nine hours on the way back. So you drive right oh. by God's country in Iowa City to get to Notre Dame. Right, right. Yeah, that's right. Right. I kind of winked at it. <laughs> you're you're like welcome to the Big Ten, yeah. really, at any time, I'm pretty <laughs> sure about it. Because we're always expanding the Big Ten. The Big Ten has not been the Big Ten for quite some time. We've got revenue sharing. Yeah, it, it was 11 <laughs> for a while. That, we spread that Big Ten network money around. Mm-hmm, it's, that's it's pretty huge. Money. But Notre Dame has their own network. So they know what the revenue share. What what is what is it? The Notre Dame Broadcasting Company. <laughs> yeah, that's, there you go. Hey, um, real quick too, talking about the. Uh, are you aware that your children video you cheering at these games? And uh, I, I did Put it see out that. on social media. I, <laughs> I, I'm not until I get to school the next day, and, I, and that's that's a challenge. As a parent in this day and age, it's a, it's a challenge. Always wondering who's tape. And my daughters used to do that, and, my and kids still do. It's very annoying. If I'm asleep and my mouth falls open, they're you know they're videotaping, throwing things in my mouth, things like that. So. Oh, nice of them. Yeah, <laughs> I'm intrigued by these videos. Yeah. <laughs> it's great entertainment value. So, are you comfortable? Notre Dame's got a shot in this game. Are you yeah. comfortable with it? Oh, I think so. I, I think what Notre Dame, what Notre Dame has is they're not. Uh, Outstanding in anything, but they don't have any glaring weaknesses in anything. They're pretty solid all the way across. They got a good kicking game, good defense, good pass rush, good secondary, and everybody keeps making a big deal that uh, they're not going to be able to match up with the speed. But you know, Michigan wasn't slow, and USC was down this year, but they had athletes all over the place. So they, it's not going to, they're not going to be overwhelmed. They, they don't have a bunch of you know one-star athletes out there. I mean, they, they get their share, and I think they'll compete fine. Oh, overall, are you a Brian Kelly fan? Yeah, I am. Uh, at first, uh, you know, I, I, I never had an issue with him. You know, everybody makes a big deal of the fact that he's toned down on the sideline and everything, and that's good. You know, I think it's good to, for communication purposes because you don't get everybody so tight during games. But I think he's a very good coach. He's been successful everywhere he's been. So, 
You toned down a little bit this year too, except for at Norwalk near the end. You yeah. got, but that was that was pretty egregious though. That yeah. was bad. Yeah, and and I don't and we didn't blame you a bit. I think we all could have got that 15 yard penalty. <laughs> yeah. We all could well, have. That was bad. You though, was it, it wasn't. No. It was oh, like was okay. So. But that's I'll that's why you look that. that's why you look to your right after the flag was thrown. Yeah. That's why I saw that on the SMU copy. I yeah. noticed that. Uh, okay, the person who got it felt really bad, and really what he said was not worth. It was not any anything. It shouldn't have garnered a penalty at all, and um, especially at that moment. Yes. Yeah. You don't you don't in that situation, and and they missed the late hit, and they oh. also missed another. Uh, uh, one of their linemen took uh, Liam McCreary and basically did a wrestling lateral. You know, and actually, uh, Liam kind of hurt. Yeah, was injured in the in the play, hurt his hip a little bit, and so uh, it worked out though. What coach is saying yeah. is what coach is Tough saying win. is I've said worse up at the stands. Oh, absolutely! I, I can know. assure you, I sit next to you. I've heard what you say in the stands. All right, we're going to take another break. When we come back, I'll be talking about NFL football. The Vikings are in the fight. And we've got a couple Vikings fans in the room. We'll be talking about pro football in just a moment. Don't let your honey-do list keep you from a weekend of football. Play some offense and let Nelson Jewelry game plan her perfect gift in your budget. We make jewelry buying easy and painless so you can get back to the game. Nelson Jewelry in downtown Spencer. The Average Joe, a hair salon for men on the go. Let Lisa have you looking your best today. Be sure to stop in on Wednesdays and receive $2 off your haircut. Look for The Average Joe at its new location in South Spencer at 603 South Grand Avenue. Walk-ins welcome or schedule an appointment at 712-580-3356. The Average Joe Hair Salon for Men. Employment Connections is your locally owned and operated employment agency where one application equals many opportunities. Come visit our certified staffing professionals to see what we can do for you. Don't forget to ask about our referral and hire on bonuses. Hunting and fishing seasons are here. Call Pluger Taxidermy to mount your hunting or fishing trophy today. Located in Spencer, call 712-580-HUNT and search for Pluger Taxidermy on Facebook. Again, that's 712-580-4868. And welcome back as we wrap up this week's edition of the SDR Triple Option Podcast. Turning our attention to... Pro football, it's Nate Shaughnessy. Hi there, pro football. TJ Murphy. <clears throat> oh, I was hoping to tear it. Drew Holiday. Deontay Christmas, okay. former basketball player. <laughs> really? Does that tie in? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Steven, the weatherly is cold and frightful. There it is. There's the jams. There's the slow jams. Kyle Rudolph. Linval, Joseph, and Mary. Jimmy Clausen. There you go, Coach. Yeah, yeah. Eric Snow. And then we'll end with Pedro Feliz Navidad. Oh, that's nice. Okay, Eric. Well, and those little, are, little those, international flair. Those are the holiday names for this year. Those are, the last ones were probably the best. Uh, I think you could sell some of them a little harder. The singing. You should have sang pretty much all the names. I think it would have been Especially a lot Especially Navidad. Kyle Rudolph. He's an Notre Dame kid. Oh yeah. yeah. There okay. is a what was Jimmy Cla- Jimmy Clausen? Just you just Clawson. Santa Claus. Oh Clausen. Yeah. Okay. I didn't say it just because I he was a great quarterback yeah, see, in Notre Dame. You yeah. could have thrown a Santa in the middle there, and that would Jimmy been Santa Clausen. Yeah, that would have been perfect. See, now it's better. Now we fixed it. <laughs> we should right. workshop these. And Kyle Rudolph, the red nosed reindeer. There it is. And a very. <laughs> in case you did not um, 
recognize the other voice in studio or haven't been listening to the rest of the podcast. Fast forward in 40 minutes. There you go. <laughs> Coach Jim Ty of the Spencer Tigers joining us in studio this week. Let's talk a little football and uh, dear and near to the hearts of a couple of those of us in the studio, myself not included, the Minnesota Vikings are still battling for a playoff spot. Despite their up and down, up and down, we can't figure out which team we're getting. But last week, they actually looked like, I think, the team everybody thought they were. The Let off some John frustration D- on Tannehill. John Filippo wanted him to be. Let off some frustration on Tannehill. Nine sacks. It's wow, good as nine sacks. Yeah. Wow. Then, was Stafford early? Was that 11? We sat. Uh, we played Detroit early this year. I think we had 11 sacks. So yeah. he's uh, he's probably a little he's probably a little frightful. A little bit of shotgun to, to see Minnesota coming to town. Hmm. So what needs to happen for the Vikings to? Uh... We are huge Deshaun. Sorry, Clemson guy here. I yeah. apologize. No, I'm, I'm a Deshaun Watson fan. Too. We are huge Deshaun he Watson fan. Yo, he's awesome. Well, Dabo Sweeney called him the Michael Jordan of football. He looked like it last year until he tore his knee up. Uh, Dabo's a swing a little high on that one. Well, he looks pretty damn good. I mean, no, no, not that good. Have you heard sure. of Jim Brown? Tom Brady. <laughs> Jerry Rice. Yeah. Dudes. Dudes. Guys, <laughs> guys being fellas and dudes and stuff. But uh, Minnesota wins and Houston beats Philly. I believe we clinch a spot. Oh, wow. I believe we clinch a spot. We could use Washington to lose. Who the heck? Oh, they, they're at Tennessee. That's yeah. on Saturday. They're yeah. And they, who do they? Who does Washington have a quarterback? Aren't you playing for him? Josh Johnson. Oh yeah, former Buck who, though. Who was cut by the Bucks like a couple of years ago? If you're cut by the Bucks, wow. Right. <laughs> that is the situation. What college is he from? Oh wow. Josh Johnson. Yeah. That's a hell of a question. Yeah, I don't know. St. Mary's. I'm going to say Eastern Carolina. Feels right. <laughs> just the only I person here with a cell phone. Awesome. Middle Tennessee State or wherever I started making people up. Yeah. The Blue Raiders. Is, uh, grad school. <laughs> Mississippi Valley State. Josh Johnson, I have no clue. Nah. Uh, West Virginia, Virginia Tech, maybe. <laughs> Fits the mold. I feel like Coach is going to tell us here in about five seconds. So the Vikings. I'm curious. The University Vikings. of San Diego. Oh, well, yeah. I got the wrong coast. <laughs> So that was not, my next guess. That's not even San Diego State then. No. He wasn't even an Aztec. He was the other yeah. school in San Whatever Diego. Whatever that is. Which city is that in? University of San Diego. Uh, Just south of Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> it is not in Bakersfield. <laughs> is that, that the five, sure. Randy, to get down to Sand Dog from uh, L.A.? It could be, yes. Well, you're in there's California. A, you're our of, California guy. There's not only one freeway into San Diego. There's a lot Fair of, enough. What? <laughs> so, Okay, so looking ahead here, we've got uh, the Saints... Saints, Rams, Bears, and of course you got the Cowboys hanging around. Uh, Seattle and the Vikings, they look like your preeminent favorites to be in the top, you know, six there. So, oh, oh, sorry, Randy, I was going to say, we need, as Vikings fans, Coach, we need the Chiefs to beat the Seahawks because that would drop them to eight and seven. We could vault up to the five spot and open with Dallas. So I'd rather see uh, we're playing uh, Khalil Mack and the boys in Soldier Field. Yeah, in back-to-back weeks. Yeah. Do that. No kidding. So, who looking at the lineup on the NFC, who do you think has the inside track on the Super Bowl right now? Okay, Doug, come on, man. Be realistic. Rams. No. As long as Even after this weekend? Yep, don't care. Rams. They need Cooper Cup back. Jared Goff has not looked good. Yeah, he'd be helpful, but they just, I think they're the most complete team overall. Over New Orleans? Yeah. 
Really? New Orleans scored 12 points against Carolina. Yeah, and got the dub, they got the money. against Dallas. And got the like, money. They, Who cares? They are offense, and they haven't been able to play it. Well, the Rams lately. put up six at the Bears. And they got the, the dub against the Carolina team with a trash bag at quarterback named Cam Newton this year. The Rams put up six at the Bears. I mean, you, that's, you can't at use the, the same logic. Yeah. They're going to be home if they play the Bears. Yeah, the New Orleans will. New Orleans will be home throughout the playoffs, so you got to favor them. In the Superdome? I think the Rams are going to be better at the Superdome than they would at Soldier Field. Well, went there earlier this year, and they were full strength, lost by 10. Yeah, well, it's not earlier this year. <laughs> Rams are. He asked me what I thought. Yeah, and I'm, and, I, and I'm shooting it down like pheasant. Yeah, i, I got to go with the Saints because they're going to have the home field. It's tough to win in the Superdome. But, you know, the Bears, they are coming on. Yeah, yeah, it's it's... It's scary because <laughs> as good as that defense is, I don't think anybody thought with uh, the quarterback they had they were going to have the, the team they do this year. Well, they survived with Chase Daniel for a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. So that's something. That's how, that's how potent that defense is. Thank right. you to my Oakland Raiders. That's how potent that defense is. Yeah, it's the missing piece. Would the Chargers even want home field advantage in the playoffs? Considering where they play, they, they don't have it. Yeah. It doesn't. It's, it's not a thing that they have. Setup they got. Like, they're one of the best teams in the league, and they yeah, they're don't incredible. be coming to their games. It's horrible. I was telling TJ earlier. I think Philip Rivers is MVP. Mm-hmm. I agree. Like how many? With, how many people does that stadium see? Thirty thousand. About wow. half of Philip Rivers' family. <laughs> <laughs> and usually, when you watch a game, most of those are in the uh, other team's colors. Whether it be yeah, Chiefs, LA, Broncos, you know, like they yeah. got fans for everybody. Yeah. Now I think the plan is they're building the Chargers a new stadium, right? I think they're sharing it's a show one with the Rams. Yeah. They are next. Year. Oh, they is that the plan? Yeah. Oh, okay. Although it's going to be all Rams decorated. Apparently, it's going to be where the uh, they both play. Now, Randy, my son, who's friends with your son, is you know he knows everything about the NFL. He keeps telling me that the Raiders are done playing in Oakland after this year. Well, that, that seems to be the thought process because uh, the uh, Ra- the Oakland, the city of Oakland is suing the Raiders and the NFL for this move, which the Raiders said most likely means they won't be playing football there next year. So will they play in Las Vegas at the college stadium? I don't know if they'll be in Vegas there. There is a rumor <laughs> that they'll go down to San Diego uh-huh. and play down in San Diego, which would be the ultimate slap in the face to the Chargers. But... Uh, uh, real quick, AFC side of the. Uh, we're going to get into TJ's top five here in a minute, but I want to. What is uh, your thoughts about the AFC team for the Super Bowl? Yeah, that's, that's a tougher one. Yeah, it Nobody's is crazy. Playing it that well. It just. Yeah, and the Chiefs have shown they don't play very well at home in the playoffs, right? So. Mm-hmm. And we're Andy Reid, man. Yeah. I'm going to go Chargers. Yeah. They're dangerous, especially if Melvin Gordon's healthy. Yeah. Keenan Allen got beat up a little bit last game, too. Hope he can come back. He did, and it turns out Mike Williams is real good. No kidding. Although the Chiefs, man, the Chiefs secondary is not good. I'll tell you what, uh, Chargers, uh, Chargers-Saints Super Bowl would be entertaining. Yes, it would. Yeah, Probably the, wouldn't the draw, NFL would be wouldn't like, draw uh, much of a fan base, but it's going to be very entertaining. So, hey, you know what? It's that time. Woohoo! Right. It's time for TJ's Top Brought to you by Eric Deck the Halls with Kurt Bows of Holly or Meister. Wow. Okay. That's, that's how I do it. Okay. <laughs> Kurt Bowermeister, though. Tossed it in. Damn. Game well number done. one. Houston at Philadelphia. Do they wear their gym suit and tie with that? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> All right. I am an abysmal 34, 41, and 3 on the season. Another 2 and 3 week last week. Love it. Doing well. 
<laughs> just trash. Joe's just loving it. But anyway, um, he's lost the house, folks. We go. We 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 splurge on here. We still can get to 500. We can still get to the black. Let's Christmas, go. Christmas. Do you have to nail everything out to get to the black? Yeah. <laughs> Christmas is looking yeah. a little meager. He's got half a gift. In the Murphy house. You know. This you know how year. Pete Rose hit 56 games in a row? I need to do better than that. That's Joe DiMaggio. Oh, wasn't oh my bad. Pete Rose is 41. I'm sorry. My bad. Sorry, Justin. My bad. Sammy Sosa didn't do it. He's like a white guy now. It's weird. What are you talking about? Houston at Philadelphia. It's Philadelphia by two and a half. I'm going to go with Houston. I just don't see on what planet Philadelphia, even though it's at home, I think Houston's a better team here, better quarterback, better everything. I'm going to go with Houston, getting the two and a half points at Philly. Creepy ESPN voice guy Nate Shaughnessy, game number two. Minnesota at Detroit. I'm, this is a homer pick. I don't care. Vikings are the, <laughs> Vikings are the better team. We this sack, is how you get in the black. We sacked Matt Stafford 11 bleeping times last time. We might even make it uh, a, do- a cool dozen this time. Might even make it a cool dozen. How about that? It makes a baker's dozen. for. And I think we're getting healthy. I think the Vikings are pretty healthy. The offense under Stefanski looked good. Minnesota by five. Like it. I love it. Bullwinkle. Give me my third game. Oh, Buffalo at New England. <laughs> It's New England by 13. I'm going to go with Buffalo on this one. Getting the 13 points. They played pretty well under Josh Allen. And Buffalo still has a really good defense. New England's kind of a mess right now, too, if you've ever been able to say New England's a mess. Okay. Yeah, they, well, they couldn't score on Pittsburgh like at all. People, I'm telling you what, you guys, are, people are writing them off way too early. It is not postseason yet. It's Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. Jalen Samuels, one of my fantasy football players. I'm just telling you. Don't count these guys out. They have a way of winning games they shouldn't win. No, you're right. I just I'm going to go with the Bills getting the 13 points. Might regret that one. Could be 27-7 to and New England gets back on track. But whatevs, I'm already in the red anyway, so what the heck. <laughs> uh, creepy ESPN voice guy, Nate Shaughnessy, give me my fourth game, please. Green Bay at the New York Jets. This one doesn't make any sense to me. Coach, Green Bay is a three-point favorite at the Jets. On what planet is Green Bay playing that well? I don't know, but the Jets aren't very good either. Oh, I know. <laughs> I like uh, you're not you're not gonna like. I like Sam Darnold though. He's playing well. I know you're not a big Sam Darnold guy. Well, no, I, just because he went to USC. I mean, I, I just don't like USC. But <laughs> uh, you know, is Aaron? I, I saw one thing where they were considering not playing Aaron Rodgers. This yeah, year, but I think they are gonna play him. I think so I saw that, you too. you pay him that much money, I'd be like, yeah. get out on the field. It, it's going to be Aaron Rodgers' decision anyway because he pretty much runs that <laughs> team. So as we've learned, it's Aaron Rodgers' team to do with yeah. what he'd like. But I'm going with the Jets getting the three points in that one. Wouldn't be surprised to win the game outright. Creepy ESPN voice guy Nate Shaughnessy, give me my last game, please. The Los Angeles Rams at Arizona. Uh, this is just too many points. It's the Rams by 14. I'm going with Arizona. And I'm also going to take the over 44.5 in that one. Could be some points in that one. Uh, neither defense playing all that well. Uh, Rams offense can still strike a little bit. The uh, Cardinals should have to put up some points to keep up with them. So I'm going to take uh, Arizona and the over 44 and a half. So Texans, Vikings, Bills, Jets, Cardinals, and over 44 and a half. There's my five. Two, two and four. There you go. <laughs> that'd be that'd be almost an improvement. As say, can be like, oh, you think I'll do that good? Really? <laughs> no way. Hey guys, thanks a lot, Nate Shaughnessy, T.J. Murphy. Great job this week, Coach. Any final thoughts? No, I appreciate you having me on. I enjoyed it. This is fun to see on this end of it. So we got six more, Coach. If you ever want to come back, <laughs> you're welcome back. <laughs> no, never again. <laughs> um, I'm Randy Cather, and of course, we want to thank Coach Jim Ty for coming in next week. Coach Hookman joining us, so that should be a Wilson Hookman in here talking a little bit of defense from the Tigers' standpoint, as well as a little bit of history about himself. He's got kind of an interesting backstory. You folks will enjoy that. 
And uh, we're looking forward to that in next week's show. That'll be our post-Christmas celebration. So I guess on behalf of everybody here in studio, and of course our uh, always cheerful producer and merry producer, Justin Thomas, that's just not polite. <laughs> Merry Christmas, and we'll see you next week with more SDR Triple Option Podcast. The SDR Triple Option Podcast is brought to you by Pluger Taxidermy, Mr. B's Flooring, Graham Tire, Employment Connections, Exact Eye Care, Nelson Jewelry, Brown's Shoe Fit, Southern Archery and Gun, Northwest Iowa Bone, Joint, and Sports Surgeons, The Average Joe Men's Hair Care, Don Pearson Ford, The Sports Page, and high V. That's a wrap on episode 19 of the SDR Triple Option Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Tune in next week as our local voices continue taking you through the world of football. Thank you for listening. So long, everybody. This is a homer pick. I don't care. Vikings are the, <laughs> Vikings are the better team. We this sack- is how you get in the black. <laughs> <laughs>